Frank Mickens back with you with part two of a message that we started last week called Check Your Sources. Man, this thing is power packed with preservation power to keep you protected from the lies that are swirling around. And listen, before you think you know what I'm talking about, it has nothing to do with me aligning with this or that movement or this or that idea or this or that opinion. I'm like the angel who was the commander of the armies of the Lord when Joshua asked him, are you on our side or their side? And he said, no, <laughs> he's not on anyone's side. He just glorifies God. That's what I'm here to do today. And we're gonna cut through the division in the church this is something the Lord just want me to let go. Listen, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to share more with you as we pick up from where we left off last week. Stick around. Hello, you are watching Faith Fire Media. I am your humble host, Frank Mickens, and this is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. Listen, we are here to flame the fire of revival around the world, and that revival is in you. The kingdom of God is within you, says the word of God, and the Lord wants to peel away all that stuff that has been hiding the light and the power of God under a basket in your life. He wants you to be free to worship him, serve him, and share the good news of the gospel all over the world with people around you. And so what we're going to do this time is we're going to start um, looking at this issue with the agenda of the enemy to pull us into lies. And we started last week with this message called Check Your Sources. And we began in Proverbs chapter 6 where the Bible says that there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination. And within that list, we had one that sows discord. The enemy wants to sow division among us in the body of Christ and even outside the body of Christ because he thinks if he can divide us, he can conquer. We already know he's lost. And God is just progressively bringing his bride into preparation for his return where we won't be divided anymore. So we need to start letting go of all the things that cause us to divide. And really the common denominator is Jesus Christ. So we're going to get into that in a second. But before that, I just want to let you know the Lord has really been putting his hand heavy on me to share more, write more, and put more out. So if you want to hear what the Lord is saying through this ministry and how the Lord is trying to bring us into alignment with him and prepare us for what is to come, glory to Jesus, you can go to faithfireworldwide.com. Faith fireworldwide.com and sign up for our email newsletter. And I've been sharing some things the Lord has been showing me among these messages that you see on Faith Fire Media with our email uh, list uh, recipients. And also, if you want to give it to the ministry, you could do that at faithfireworldwide.com as well. But you're going to be hearing more from me because the Lord has really been encouraging me to do that in this hour because there is this agenda to lie and bring us into confusion and away from Jesus Christ. Let's just say it. So check your sources is, is the topic. Part two is where we are. We might end up with a part three, depending on how far I get with this teaching today. But just to tell you about last week, we talked about how the enemy 
wants to take us from the truth and into things that we think are good. We have these desires of our heart. Many of them have to do with our rights, what we think we deserve, and that's not Jesus. And so what happens, and we examine this, is that we can step into rebellion, witchcraft, and disobedience, stubbornness in our hearts, because we don't want to hear the word of the Lord, which is a corrective word. Many times the Lord will bring you a word, he'll bring you to scripture, he'll bring you around truth that you don't want to hear. And that's healthy because God is a good father. He doesn't want us to walk in error. Narrow is the way that leads to salvation, that leads it to the kingdom of God. It's a straight and narrow road. We can't be heaping in all this other stuff, politics, vaccine fights, fights over masks, disobeying the government, Republican versus Democrat, black versus white versus Hispanic versus Asian, all this stuff. These are distractions. The enemy is bringing into our midst to keep us divided. Glory to God. And so we need to see Jesus the same way. Jesus was the one who they said was a man. The Bible says is a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, that we despised him as stricken and, uh, rejected of men. He was afflicted. He was a suffering servant. He still is. He still bears his wounds in heaven right now. I need to preach that message soon. The Lord just showed me this. He's sitting with his wounds still in heaven right now, bearing our sin. But we want our rights. We want our freedoms, particularly in the Western church. We fight for things before we stop and ask the Lord, what did you mean when you said, turn the other cheek? What did you mean when you say, if someone asked you for your coat, give him more than one. When they ask you to go a mile, go two. When you seem to be persecuted and despised, you're supposed to lean into it. It's because that shows people Jesus. And so we're showing up to school board meetings, fighting over masks and vaccines. That's not Jesus. We see people on the steps of the Capitol fighting, saying shame on you because you don't support uh, right to life causes. But are you showing that person Jesus? Are you bringing them into the tent? And this is not to, to call out particular people. I'm giving examples of what's going on in the land. We've got people assaulting flight attendants because they don't want to wear a mask. It's a mask. It's not a, sh no one's chaining you. It's not handcuffs. Listen, I don't want to get off track, but my point is last week we talked about this, about how Ahab asked for the word of the Lord he came and he heard 400 prophets say, yes, you should go into battle. And he loved that word because that's what he wanted to do. But King Jehoshaphat from Judah said, hold on, is there not a prophet of the Lord? Jehoshaphat had enough discernment to notice that the people who were speaking, no matter how many of them there were, they were not speaking the heart of Jesus. And so he asked for a prophet. And so Ahab said, yeah, there's this one guy, but I don't, I hate him, he says, because he never prophesies anything good toward me. Jehoshaphat said, literally, don't say that. Glory to God. We need to be careful that we don't try to silence minority voices in the body of Christ. I'm not talking about race. It does include race, but we don't need to crowd out minority voices. Many times the Lord uses the minority voice. Who? Jesus was one man. Jesus was one man. The apostles were 12. They were in the midst of a whole people that thought they had it figured out. The Jews said, man, we are the people of God. We have the temple. We have the sacrifices. We have the prophets. Listen, we got all we need. We've got the law and the prophets and they couldn't see Jesus when he showed up because they had the wrong identity of Christ in their heart. They didn't see a servant. They saw a conqueror. And what we have in the land right now is a bunch of folks in Christ who have not gotten the revelation that Jesus is a suffering servant and calls you to die with him. 
He calls you to die with him. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Turn the other cheek. Love your neighbor. Bless those that curse you. Love those that hate you. Do good to those that despitefully use you and persecute you. He asked for your coat. Give them more. He asked for you to walk one mile. Do more. Hey, slaves, be obedient to your masters. Honor the king. Submit to the government authorities. Honor the government authorities. Listen, we have got to get this revelation. People are dying in this nation because of our rebellion. I don't want to get into that. But I'm telling you, it's happened. It's happening. People are dying because of stubbornness, rebellion. So we ended there last week. You know, we talked about how Jehoshaphat noticed there needed to be a, a real prophet. And this one man came and said, don't go into battle. And it wasn't what Ahab wanted to hear, but it was the truth. And we're going to go deeper to that story. But we ended last week talking about Saul and how he was operating in rebellion, witchcraft, stubbornness. Because he heard the word of the Lord and wanted to change it just a little bit. So it served his purpose because he as a king deserved it. He wanted the admiration of the people. He wanted to preserve the spoil for himself. He, by the way, is the king and he had the ability and the will to do it no matter what God said. And oh, by the way, he'll forgive me if I'm wrong. We can't be that way because at some point we can forfeit. As the Bible says, the Lord rejected Saul from being king because his mind and heart got into a state where he didn't repent, couldn't repent, would never repent. And so God was forced to act. We ended on this note last year. God could be forced to act to keep you from infecting other people. Saul was going to lead an entire nation who God had preserved, reserved, and literally birthed into the earth for the purpose of carrying his glory. Saul was going to carry those people into error by showing them a poor representation of God's heart, a selfish heart. Glory to God. Even I repent right now for having a selfish heart. God, how selfish can we be? My Jesus. Man, that's a Selah moment. Where have we been selfish, Lord? Where have we failed to serve? Where have we failed, as John 13 instructs us, to wash each other's feet? My Lord, help us in this hour. So we can have a state of mind and a state of heart that we're listening to all these crowds of voices like the 400 prophets and believing what they say, even though they're carrying a spirit of error. And we listen to those voices just by virtue of the fact that what they're saying agrees with what we think. And there's so many of them. Well, you have this one prophet versus 400. Well, why would you listen to the one guy instead of the 400? The question is not that. The question is, is your heart in a position where you will receive correction? Are you stubborn? These are internal questions. Are you stubborn? Do you like to repent? Do you like to turn away from your own desires and toward the desires of the Lord's heart, which carries you deeper into death to this world and life in the kingdom? No more fighting school boards. <laughs> no more trying to gather around politics. Gather around Christ. Pray. Ask the Lord what to do. How to evangelize. Amen, somebody. By the way, God so loved the world. John 3, 16. God so loved the world, everybody, that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give his only begotten son only for people who are Christian today. He gave his begotten son for those who are not yet Christian. Amen. 
The Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that about even somebody who's Hindu, even about someone who's Muslim, even about someone who's transgender or gay, even about somebody who's a Democrat or a Republican. He still made them fearfully and wonderfully. And he says they are marvelous. They are a masterpiece created for good works that they might work in them, walk in them, says the book of Ephesians. God loves everyone. And so what we have to be careful of is that we don't look at minority voices and say, oh, well, they don't look like me. They don't agree with me. So I discount what they say. No, God created them too. God created doctors that created vaccines. God created researchers, gave them intellect and brain matter and certain firing of the synapses and ability and natural giftings without repentance so they could make a vaccine by which, by the way, we prayed for an answer to COVID. And I'm just going to tell you, we have to get over wanting things to happen the way we want. I want you to pick up and on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, there was a message I released that says, um, I originally had it called, when you get what you ask for. <laughs> when you get what you ask for. And I think it's, it's still entitled that. And it talks about uh, Naaman and how he rejected the word of the Lord because it didn't come the way he wanted. Just like Ahab. Ahab wanted to hear a certain thing, didn't want to even call the real prophet, even though he said he wanted to know the Lord's will. Jesus, we'll get into that in a second. So let's move forward to this week since I've spent 15 minutes on catching you up to this to, from last week. Listen to part one if you haven't. I'll just say that. So before the word of warning came to King Ahab, he claimed he wanted to hear only the will of God. But his heart had deceived him. We got to be careful. Micaiah, the prophet who was sent, initially tells Ahab what he wanted to hear. Hey, go, go into battle at Ramoth Gilead, just as the other so-called 400 prophets had said. But see what happens when Ahab presses for the truth. So the spirit of the Lord at least gave Ahab a desire to hear the truth. And that's what's in most of us. We want to hear the truth. But when we hear it, do we recognize it as truth and do we receive it? So the king said to the prophet, how many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? This is the wicked king Ahab saying, how many times do I want you to swear? Have I asked you to swear to tell me the truth? And then the prophet said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd, meaning that that king was not going to be shepherding his people as Jesus wanted him to. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. So he was judging King Ahab's leadership and saying, don't do this because you're not going to be operating as a shepherd who cares for, protects, corrects the sheep, keeps them protected. You're going to be walking in error and taking them into a place where they can die. And then Second Chronicles 18, 17 says, and the king of Israel said to, to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Listen, he pressed for the truth, got the truth, but he took it upon himself to make it about him that, he, that he's being prophesied against. Yes, there was judgment. There was correction. There was an, an examination of his state of mind and his heart. Hey, you will not be operating as a shepherd of these people if you take them into battle. So he could have said, oh, wow, I repent for even thinking about doing that. But he decided instead to turn and say, see what he thinks about me? That's not how I think about me when actually he did. Many times we're dealing with lies that agree with some of the insecurities that we have. Ahab was insecure. That's why Jezebel was running the show. And so he wanted people to affirm him and say what he wanted 
them to say. And we can be like that. Some of us are dealing with an orphan spirit where we didn't have a great relationship with our father or mother, and we think God's like that. And so we don't understand that the affirmation of the father comes with correction too. It doesn't mean that he just wants to say all the great stuff about you to build your self-esteem. Yeah, he loves you. He affirms you. You're beloved. You're, he's well pleased with you when you come to Christ because he sees Christ. He sees his blood. But he also wants to get that sin nature submitted to the spirit. And so we have to receive not just affirmation, but correction and not. The Bible says, I will not leave you orphans. That was literally what Jesus said. I will not leave you comfortless is what other translations say. I will not leave you orphans. He's there. Even in correction, he's there. He walks you through correction. He will take your hand and walk you through that which you would prefer not to walk through. Amen. Because he's the good shepherd. So we have to be careful that we come to the Lord empty and available for him to show us truth. There's a lot of voices in this land that are trying to get you to follow something other than truth. And most of those people, probably all of them, think they're telling you the truth because they've been lied to. They have bought a lie and said, oh, well, if you're not doing this this way or following this guy or voting this way, then that's not the Lord. Well, listen. Jesus Christ stood before Pontius Pilate just to speak on politics and said, my kingdom's not of this world. So following Jesus is to follow his kingdom. Somebody needs to hear that today. To follow Jesus is to operate in his kingdom. We're the light of the world. We are not as this world. The Bible says, love not the world. Shata, we cannot be so politically inclined in the body of Christ. We need to be independent. Glory to God. Listen, let me keep going. We have to be careful to come to the Lord empty and available for him to show us truth. We can't afford to allow other voices to drown out the word of God. Friends, politicians, network news, newspapers, blogs, pastors should not have your ear before the Lord Jesus himself. Friends, politicians, network news, newspapers, blogs, even pastors should not have your ear before the Lord Jesus himself. Now, they can confirm the Lord Jesus, but you need to go to the Lord Jesus yourself. Watch this account from the prophet Micaiah telling Ahab how the Lord sent a lying spirit. I said the Lord sent a lying spirit because Ahab's heart hated the word of the Lord. Let's go to Second Chronicles again, 18. We're going to read verses 18 and 19. So this is Micaiah. He sees this in the spirit. Verse 18, Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. He's in the throne room and all the hosts of heaven standing on his right hand and his left. And the Lord said, who will persuade Ahab, king of Israel, to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So he was opposing the Lord. The Bible says God resists the proud. So he was about to oppose the Lord, going to battle with pride at Ramoth Gilead against God's will. And he says, who will persuade Ahab to go up and then fall and fail? He resists the proud. So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. And then verse 20, then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said to him, in what way? He's keeping audience with spirits that are operating in the demonic. He literally is orchestrating a trial, an attack of the enemy against a pride-filled person. Watch this. Verse 21, 
The Lord said, in what way will you persuade him? Verse 21. So the spirit said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Wow. How wicked was Ahab's heart? The Lord was like, I have to resist him to the point of literally authorizing a lying spirit to go into his counselors who call themselves prophets. The number of them is 400 and make him believe a lie or at least present him. That's the point. Present him with a lie. Jesus, God asked for a way to tempt Ahab and send him to his destruction if Ahab took the bait. Watch this. So we can't be mad at God because he's still he's still full of mercy. Watch the mercy of the Lord. He sent Micaiah to tell him all of this. See, we can't be mad because even when God said to the lying spirit, go and prophesied, you will prevail. He still sent the prophet out of his mercy to warn Ahab. This is what I saw, says the prophet. Don't do this. A lying spirit has come among your prophets to tell you a lie that is set for your destruction. He literally heard the minority voice. One man who came with the voice of the Lord and said, don't walk in error. It's leading to destruction. And what did Ahab do? He rejected it. So the mercy of God still endured. But God knew ahead of time, just like with Pharaoh. You're going to go, Moses. You're going to tell him these things. He's not going to let you go. You're going to tell him 10, 10 different times. He's not going to let you go. And we got to be careful that our hearts don't get to that level. Many of, most of us by far and by and large are not at that level. But we have these little idols that are really big because they drown out the voice of the Lord. And sometimes we ascribe that, oh, well, there's 400 prophets saying this, so it must be true. Well, not true. Have your own relationship with the Lord. So the mercy of God sends you a warning even when you won't listen. The mercy of God sends the truth in the middle of a sea of lies. We must be earnest in our humble pursuit of the Lord. He only wants the best for you. He only wants the best for you. The Bible says submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to God that the Lord gives grace to the humble. So where we are obstinate and rebellious and stubborn is a playground for the enemy to bring lies. And so we will hear a lie and think it's the truth because we believe the lie before the lie even came because our hearts are not aligned with the Lord and we're looking at certain people as the problem. We're looking at all this stuff that has nothing to do with the spirit. We want to be right. We want to preserve our rights. We see people that don't agree with the rights we think we want as the enemy or being. I've literally heard people call certain politicians wicked. Listen, God doesn't call them wicked. God calls them someone they they should come to Christ. He loves them. He puts his love on them in spite. He reigns on the just and the unjust. And we've got to really learn the grace of God. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So when we look at the Old Testament, we see the law just being manifest, sin being judged. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so we're in this dispensation of grace, people will say. 
And that's how Jesus walked the earth. Jesus didn't get very corrective with people unless they were religious leaders who should know better. Who he said put stumbling blocks before people, asked them to jump all these hoops and they couldn't do the stuff they were asking the people to do in the first place. And so we can't be those religious people who are so enamored with sin in other people's lives that we don't see the sin in our own lives. And then we begin to judge them and call them hopeless or call them wicked. These lies are in the land and they're wooing people in great, large movements to rally for Jesus. Jesus didn't call you to rally. He called you to prayer. He called you to repentance. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. That's the heart. You want to see change in the land? That's what he says will happen before he hears our prayer, forgives our sin, heals the land. Prayer movements need to be happening. But we're more concerned with spending our money on and our energy on rallies and finger pointing and calling out the president and the Congress. Man, listen. Pray, pray, pray. Glory to God. Listen, I'm just going to get back to this. So the mercy of God is enduring right now. We've got to be humble in our pursuit. He only wants the best for us. But he knows our hearts and he will give us the fruit of our doings. That's in Jeremiah 17. There comes a time when we are beyond help and our minds have been so corrupted, the Lord will hand us over to our own desires. That's what he did with, with Ahab. Listen, I know your heart. This is what you're going to do. I'm going to still send a warning in the midst of this, but I already know what you're going to do. And so he'll send us a lie that we want to believe that will cause us to fall. Now, that's not what I'm prophesying over your life. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to be aware of the danger of operating in a habitual desire to hear from people that we agree with. Those 400 prophets were conditioned. Oh, man, we're going to sit at the best seat at the table, eat well. Our families are taken care of because we're just going to tell the king what he wants to hear. <laughs> and so if you group yourself in hearing voices that will tell you only what you want to hear, that's not of the Lord. This is what I would hate to see in the body of Christ in this hour. We have a lot of movements to rebel against the government and negative talk about masks and vaccines. When we believe lies and love them for whatever reason, we are in danger of destruction. Listen to this. When we believe lies and love them for whatever reason, we are in danger of destruction, which is why the Lord sends people like me to just say this stuff and take us to the scriptures. We must adore the word of the Lord more than our opinion. So that's a key right there. We have to adore the word of the Lord more than our opinion. The wisdom that's from above is easy to be entreated. It's not sensual. And so when we're hearing people say they're speaking on behalf of God, are they coming with a peace? Are they coming with a sword? Peter was told to put the sword away because the Lord said, if you live by the sword, you'll perish by the sword. We are in danger. We must seek the heart of the Father more than our comfort or preference. God loves, he's humble, he's gentle. He commands us to love our neighbor 
this message will not align with other messages in the land. And this happened with Micaiah. He was rejected by the majority of the prophets who were not speaking on behalf of God. It says in 2 Chronicles 18, 23, when Zedekiah, the son of Chanana, went near, then Zedekiah, the son of Chanana, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, what way did the spirit from the Lord go from me to speak to you? So these Majority prophets that think they are hearing the word of the Lord, they will reject in some cases, not all the time. They will reject the word of the Lord coming from the minority because they think they're hearing the spirit. And what you're saying doesn't line up with what they hear. So they reject it. That's all over the land right now. But God's mercy demands his message of truth and freedom reaches his people. Even when we won't listen, Micaiah was imprisoned for telling the truth. Ahab died later on the battlefield. He went to war at the word of the 400 prophets because he wouldn't listen to the only prophet who was telling the truth. Listen, I might come back next week with part three because there's more in this study. But let me just tell you, the Lord has mercy and he's sending his word in this hour in the land to warn us against these movements that are trying to carry us away into our rights and fighting for what we believe. No, no, no. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Take up your cross daily. Honor the king. Love your neighbor. Honor the government authorities. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. These are the elements of the fruit of the spirit, the symbols of God in the earth. And if these things are not being promoted, promulgated, prioritized, question the motives of the voices you're hearing. I want to pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for the privilege, the honor to come with this today. And in my spirit, I feel you want someone to just repent. I feel some people don't want to hear this message. God, that's okay because I know you've sent this message. It's something that I'm not wanting to do for my own benefit. Even if it's just one person, I encourage you to repent and turn away from rebellion, stubbornness. The Bible says it's like witchcraft. Rebellion is like witchcraft. Rebelling against the commands and the principles of God. And bring us into alignment with your suffering servant heart. Continue to prepare your bride, O oh Lord, and start with me. We're talking about us right now. If you need to repent, just feel free to do that. Say, Lord, show me. Show me where I need to turn. I turn away from my vigor and passion for politics more than your kingdom. I turn away from my vigor and passion to be right. Shanta, glory to Jesus. And we ask this as you minister to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, we want to hear from you. If you uh, need prayer, uh, if you have questions about any of this, listen, if you even disagree with this, that's okay. I just, I just invite you to engage this process and asking the Lord, where is your heart? Where is your heart right now? Where is your heart? Listen, faithfireworldwide.com is where you can find us. You can sign up for our email newsletter. We're going to be sending out communication as we hear from God. 
on a consistent basis, go to our homepage. You can sign up for the newsletter there. You can also give on our website, faithfireworldwide.com. We are a donor-supported ministry. This is how our family uh, lives. This is what our family lives off of. And uh, we just praise God for the opportunity to be promulgators of his word. I love you. Praise God for you. And we will indeed see you next week. It might be part three. And I want to invite you to share this word with others. Talk about it. Pray about it. This is where God is carrying in his womb right now. He's going to birth a church that has no allegiance to anything except Jesus. It's coming. Who knows when, but it's coming. Praise God for you. See you next week. Thank you.